4: The money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah,
0: the
5: money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard on VCN. DraftKings Casino brings you a new air of your favorite games blackjack, roulette slots, plus live dealer table games. And just this week, they paid out some huge wins. A player bet $10 and won 130000 on Divine Fortune. Another player bet $8 and won $94,000 on Divine Fortune. Download the DraftKings Casino app today. New customers have their choice. Deposit bonus up to $2,000 or $50 in free credits when you deposit $25 signing up. Download the app and use code VISA to claim the offer. Casino.DraftKings.com for full details.
4: All right, we'll begin this hour uh, with Lou Finacaro. Great guest. It's a huge UFC card tomorrow night. But also, Lou is really, really good on the NFL. And uh, Lou, there was a huge trade late late last night. We've talked a lot about it so far today on the show. Christian McCaffrey goes from Carolina to San Francisco, and the 49ers gave up uh, four picks overall, a second, a third, and a fourth in the 2023 draft, a fifth in 2024. What does McCaffrey going to the 49ers mean to you?
6: Well, first of all, gentlemen, thanks so much for having me on this program. It's a, You guys knock it out of the park every single morning. As far as the trade is concerned, uh, I have followed the money to be thankful for because up last night prepping for this spot or I'd have been in bed when it happened. But I immediately jumped the Carolina in-season under. Uh, that team, unfortunately, has got a lot of work to do, and getting rid of McCaffrey was great as far as what it does for the 49ers. Uh, That's a team I was uh, thinking was a Super Bowl contender from the beginning of the season. Clearly, they had issues in that backfield. Uh, Eli Mitchell on IR, they're waiting for him to come back. But I believe it makes them a a pure contender. And it takes them maybe from uh, the next level of eight teams all bunched up behind Mm -hmm. the big three, and the big three being uh, Philadelphia, Buffalo, and Kansas City. I also see that immediately... The line on the Kansas City San Francisco game kicked back down from two and a half to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCaffrey is a dynamic talent. He's from that area. McCaffrey, his dad played for Denver with John Lynch, the general manager of San Francisco. It's a natural marriage, and I think it makes San Francisco very, very powerful.
5: Carolina is going to be awful because I think Lou, I think there's more trades coming too. I mean, if you if it's going to be Walker as well. I mean, if you watch that game against the Rams, there was no way they were scoring. The, the, the touchdown was at the pick six.
6: Yeah, uh, Walker as a backup was maybe the most indicative issue for the rule uh, campaign in, in Carolina. Uh, I do see more fire sales there. This and this kid, DJ Moore, you were talking about him earlier. Yeah. He is a, he's an absolute player that no one knows about mm-hmm. because they can't get him the football.
5: All right, UFC 280, you love the fight game. Uh, let's go to a couple plays you like here. Let's start with the main event, Oliviera against Makachev. You like the dog? Tell us why.
6: I like the dog. I like the dog at open. And at open, he was plus 195 maybe six, eight weeks ago. Uh, since then, there's been a steady regression moving him down. He uh, Makachev got as low as minus 150 at one point. Now, this fight's going to be held in Abu Dhabi. This is a, a, a very, uh, the heart of the Muslim world. These Russians coming in are all Muslim. Bilal Muhammad coming in to fight from America, uh, a Muslim. They're going to be a, extremely pro-Muslim crowd. So anybody with an OV at the end of their name, we have to be aware of. Uh, fortunately, in the main event, We have, uh, and in the main event, we have Makachev, a a Russian. So the crowd's all going to be with him. Uh, Most believe that he is the typical Russian vice grip, son of or uh, uh, prodigy of Khabib Nurmagomedov, which is exactly what he is. Olivera and his camp, and many, including me, believe he's been propped up into this position based on the shirt tails for Khabib. Now, listen, Makachev's a great wrestler. He's, a, he's still developing striking. And quite honestly, he's not yet fought uh, top five lightweight competitors. He's fought decent competition to get here. Meanwhile, Oliveira, he's got 19 total finishes in his career, 16 of them subs. Uh, he's been dominant in his last eight fights undefeated. And he, in the process of getting here, has beaten the likes of Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, and Michael Chandler. Level of competition really favors Oliveira. The body of work, the experience favors Oliveira. The ground game Oliveira possesses is on par with Makachev's wrestling. And when this goes to the ground, while most people don't like fights on the ground, it should be fascinating. It has to go to the ground for Makachev because... If it stays on the feet, Oliveira will slice him to pieces. Mm. I think Oliveira is upset based on what happened in Phoenix against Gaethje in his last fight where they weaseled him out of the title because of a weight loss that I don't believe was accurate. Mm. I think he's got a chip. I think he comes focused. And uh, I know we're, we're bucking trends here, but I do like Oliveira and those that are considering him. I would be patient and watch this. Again, this, these fights are in Abu Dhabi, and the, the money seems to be starting to come back in on Makachev. So the longer you wait, you may be, end up getting back up to that Oliveira, you know, plus 160, 170, 75 price.
5: Rare that you're on a favorite, but that's the case here. How about Brady against Muhammad?
6: Yeah, rare that I'm on a favorite. When we took Brady again, a couple of these lines for these fights, guys, come out a couple, you know, three, four weeks ago. Brady opened 120, I, I gobbled up as much as I could and, and uh, you know, told folks on the pod to do that also. Muhammad is, has won a streak uh, seven, eight in a row himself. World-class wrestler, striking, really developing. Probably the best part of his game is his mentality. Uh, but he's in against a guy undefeated, 15-0 and 0 in his pro career, fights out of Philly. Uh, Brady's going to be a little shorter, a little more compact. But I think Brady is going to, these are going to be two rams hitting on the side of the mountain. Brady is too strong, has too much grappling. And really, Bilal has not faced anyone that really will grapple with him the way Brady is. This is going to be an awesome fight. But Brady minus 140, I think, is a good mm. consideration.
4: Uh, Lou, I read your write-ups every single time there's a big card. And you have uh, have that at uh, vcin.com right now. It's a great job, as always, with your analysis. You wrote that you're monitoring the O'Malley-Yan matchup here. What are you looking for? And then, if you see something that you like, which bet do you want to make on it?
6: I've really been cautious about approaching this fight because I have strong feelings. Now, O'Malley, in his two big tests really didn't get to the end of the fight. Vera uh, affected his legs and stopped him. And then in his last fight against Munoz, he started well but was absorbing tremendous leg, leg kicks and an eye poke ended the fight. Who was going to win? Conjecture. Doesn't matter. But here's the fact. This fight is made for O'Malley. Short little fighter that wants to stand and bang against a long, thin, athletic, flamboyant striker in a 30-foot cage with plenty of room to move and maneuver. Here is the key to the fight. Jan tends to start slow. He won't Saturday. He fights his best five minutes on the last five minutes because his cardio is so amazing. He has 61.5% takedown defense. Okay? O'Malley's biggest challenge has always been the third round where he noticeably tires and looks at the clock. You can look at all of his fights. So who's going to control the last five minutes? Jan opens 380. Jan's now down to... 265, that number's dropping like a hammer in the lake because of the effect that Sean O'Malley has. He's kind of like a Diaz brother. He's got followers coming all the way from across Mm. the world. O'Malley's a very rich young man based on on the fact that he has been able to project his persona so well. And I just think it's going to be a tall task for O'Malley here. To me, I'm waiting, I'm being patient, Jan is a strong consideration for me here. Uh, Even more so, Jan O'Malley goes the distance. No, minus 135. I I really think this fight's not going the distance. O'Malley's going to kick him in the teeth coming in early, or Jan's going to take him down, tire him out, and finish him himself. But I don't see the fight going the distance. Great breakdown.
5: Yeah, excellent. Only two minutes left, Lou. Do you like any other props?
6: Yeah, there's a couple props out here. I know you guys like to talk about them. Uh, Oliveira Makachev starts three, plus 100. Uh, I like that. I I, I know Oliveira's going to come right out immediately. Makachev's going to try and take it deep, but this thing should start three. Oliveira, currently a plus 165 dog. Again, 16 of his 19 finishes submission. Oliveira, KO, TKO, or DQ, meaning inside the distance, plus 200. Yan, KO, sub, or TKO, again, any kind of inside the distance, plus 250. I'd invite people to look that way.
4: Okay, very good. You can follow Lou on Twitter. He is at GamLou and uh, the podcast as well is out there and available. uh, About Business Podcast, which is uh, an excellent name. You're the best. Love your analysis. Thank you, sir, and uh, good luck this weekend.
6: Thanks for having me on, guys. Good luck to everybody. Yep.
4: Thanks, Lou. No, that's what we're looking for there. there that's that's what you call A-plus analysis, the breakdown there in the yawn and uh, fight against o- O'Malley. Very Very, good. very good.
5: Yep. Big card. Yeah, good card coming up uh, UFC 281, too, right behind it. Yep.
4: Yep. Good job. All right, so follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You can always get in touch with the show. Uh, we're on Twitter at V-CIN, Live at Mitch Moss Radio, at Paulie Howard. The email is ftm at vsin.com, FTM for follow the money, at vson.com. We will touch on a little baseball coming up in about 20 minutes with Jensen Lewis from MLB Radio Network. Um, we'll get back into the NFL coming up next. Big trade last night, if you missed it. And uh, also, strong post-buy and pre-buy numbers that we're going to get into. This team stinks off the buy. Off the buy, they're 0-5 straight up and ATS with an average loss of nearly 18 points per game. We'll tell you which team that is coming up next.
0: Check out Point Game with John Wall
4: and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: It be That's my game, goodness, bro. Bro. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and expect... Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And any time is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
4: This is
5: Follow the Money on vSENG. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet. V-SIN's preferred horse racing app. Use code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus get a 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. Wagering on more than 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks. First Bet app, easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great
4: customer service, reliable website. Details at vison.com horses. Sign up now. Now, if you missed it last night, uh, there was a big trade in the NFL. It came down really late, uh, middle of the night where the San Francisco 49ers actually acquired Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers that's your big boy and in exchange the 49ers gave up four future picks 3 in 2023 it was a second a third and a fourth and then a fifth round pick in 2024 and again uh one of the reasons why the Niners gave up people are calling it you know they gave up way too much money or way too many picks which they they may have but they have uh, again a gangload of uh, picks from these compensatory draft picks they got from losing three different members of their staff over recent years. So they had a ton of third-round picks. They're like, okay, well, we can get him. And I like your point earlier today in the show where maybe this was you know, certainly a big addition to the offense, but also blocking a team like the Rams from maybe going out and getting him. Because the Rams aren't afraid to add star players. We know this.
5: Yeah, and they have no running game to speak of. That would have been a shot in the arm to their bad offense uh, as well. So there, you have the Carolina angle. You have uh, adjusted win total under. Worst team in the league props, fewest wins props, and there could be other trades as the tanking is on in Carolina. And now the worst team in the league, there's a survivor angle where you can now just bet against a team every single week because they are so bad, and they are awful if they're going to put Walker out there. As you saw, they couldn't do a damn thing against the Rams. But the 49er angle, uh, you know, they were right, lose right. They were right in that mix of watch out, uh, best teams in the league after your Bills and Eagles but now with this trade, and I know they gave up a lot, and certainly he's missed twenty-three games the last two years. Oh yeah. If he's out there, he's great, dynamic. What he means for the rushing attack and passing, he can give you nine, ten catches a game. Stays healthy, but an embarrassment of riches and the weapons that they have, and then the cap hit too—nineteen million the next couple of years, and then a fifteen million dollar cap hit after that. Yeah. But with it, Shana- the, the thing is though, with Shanahan, all these guys with his scheme. And great running game. It's all plug and play. And whoever's back there is going to put in in, up numbers. So I was surprised at the move. But it's great for us. Great for the league. Great for the fans. And I think there's more trades coming here, which should be an explosive deadline.
4: Yeah. I said, again, all week long, we were asking the question, like, how many elite teams do we have right now in the NFL? I put the number at three and a half. Uh, Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, certainly top three. And then I said two other teams. The Cowboys can maybe be elite. And I said the 49ers, if they could stay healthy, to me, would be the fourth elite team in the league. And certainly, if I felt like that before the McCaffrey trade, I absolutely feel about that, you know, right now. And on a game-by-game basis, is it going to be, like, worth three points? Well, no, but what this means overall to the offense is, with Kyle Shanahan operating and in charge and how creative he can be, like, if they can stay healthy, they have a very good offensive line. And now you can go, you know, Ayuk, spread them out. Go Ayuk, Samuel, Kittle, and then McCaffrey – you can't double-team any one of those four receivers I just talked about. And then, again, how many teams ever have we been able to say you can take a star wide receiver and put him at running back and then take a multi-time Pro Bowl running back and put him at wide receiver? Like, that's just... Mm-hmm. The the imagination here can run wild for Kyle Shanahan. And defensively, they were already playing at a level that was comparing to... It was better than the 85 Bears, and it was on par uh, in... Like the same sentence as the O2 Ravens, like or the O1 Ravens, the O2 Buccaneers, all these great elite defenses we've seen over the last 20 years. The Niners this year, when they were healthy through the first five weeks, they were that good. So they have the potential to win the whole thing. There's still those two sides of this too about you know the betting community and well, the running backs aren't
5: worth anything that sure. kind of deal. But also this guy is underrated because he was stuck in Carolina. I That's know he was hurt. Go back to Stanford. He he was robbed. He should have won the Heisman. Highway robbery.
1: thousand he had, percent. He
5: had better numbers than Reggie Bush. When Bush won it, and everyone was gaga over him. He broke Barry Sanders' all-time record. Yeah, yeah. He was returning kicks. They were throwing him the ball. In the Rose Bowl game, they threw him, he had like a 70-yard touchdown off the bat, yep. uh, a reception. They're like, oh, my God, this, and people haven't seen him play before. Of course. So that, that was absurd, too, and on the college football community. But the other thing is about, oh, you have all these picks, and it's great to have all these picks, but it's just a crap shoot in the NFL. Can you get it right? And going back to that draft in 17, out of the top 10 guys that went in that draft, he's the seventh guy to be gone. Bye-bye
4: from his original team. See, and and that's a thing, too, that you were hinting at there that you can't forget, is that he's going to go from one of the true bottom feeders of the entire league to now a team filled with star players that can win the whole— this is going to be a B-12 shot for Christian McCaffrey. And he's going back home. His dad played there under, by the way, uh, Mike Shanahan— and he played his college ball at Stanford right in the area obviously so this to him is going to be like oh my god can the first plane out of Charlotte get me on it right now thank you very much and he's probably if he can again if he can avoid like a hammy an ankle whatever knee he's going to look like and be running like the guy that we saw 3 years ago cuz yep. he's going to be so excited to be on a good team right and carolina's doing the right thing as well
5: just get rid of all the get all these picks finally uh, address the court, get the right quarterback and you're not going anywhere, anyways. You fired your coach, so uh, see what you can do with right. all these picks and, and land a star quarterback, and then and, and go after the future.
4: Yeah. Okay. So other games that we have going on this weekend, Houston is taking on the Raiders. Both teams are off a bye. Yeah. Houston eight and three straight up, seven and four ATS. Their last eleven post bye week games, five and zero to the under. Their last five post bye week games against uh, non divisional AFC foes. And there's this angle with the Raiders the team I was talking about before the break. Now, I get it. There's a new coaching staff here. There's been turnover. But the Raiders are currently on an 0-5 straight-up and ATS skid in post-by-week games. Average loss, 17.8 points per game. Pitiful. They're also 1-8 straight-up, 2-7 ATS, their last nine post-by-week home games. That's as bad as you're going to see in the entire league. Yeah. It would be nice if
5: Waller could play. Guys hurt every week. It's
4: ridiculous. Signed to do a big contract and all this happens.
5: They are 0-4 in one-score games. We said that would correct itself. They were 7-2 last year, and I believe went 4-0 in overtime. Um, lost two games when leading by 17 points. That's going to come back to bite you and sting. So you, you blew the game against the Chiefs. You absolutely collapsed and lost to Arizona. Season on the line. Uh, their power rating is high with a record like this. But I also think when you look at the spread – there is too much of this Houston stinks business. That's, yeah. uh, to me, it's not the case. Blew the game week one against the Colts, should have won at the, the tie. Lost by seven to Denver. It's a close game in the fourth quarter. Lost by three in Chicago. Tied late, the Mills interception. Uh, it's a tight game. It's a one-score game against the Chargers before they uh, the Chargers scored late and put it away, and then beat Jacksonville in their last game before the bye, 13-6. to So the defense is getting better. The offense must do a better job, and Mills has to have a better season. They're 30th yep. in offense, but you really have to like Pierce, and a much has been made here. I think the I think the, uh, number is asinine that Hall is as low as 2-1 two two plus 250 to an offensive rookie of the year. Pierce has more yards. And, and he, he had a bye. He's had the bye. Number one in broken tackles, and I think he's going to have – he could have a big game here as well. But I think when it's all said and done, Pierce is going to be the guy – and oh, I hope that you got more on it than I do in a better price. But I hope that is the guy who wins it. But again, he has more rushing yards than I. Look at the bright. he's number two now. The hall plus two fifty. Yeah. You're right; it's
4: all absolutely about New York, what he's done. But I think, well, but also like Kenneth Walker at plus seven fifty. Oh, he's got a shot. That, he's gonna get a lot of carries. Of course, he is. And that's, Olave had hundred yards last week, uh, last night too. He did. Uh, Walker is all based on potential here. I mean, right? If the season ended right now, you can't do this. But if I mean, Damian Pierce has had a terrific season so far for a rookie. Like much Walker's barely played. But now that the penny injury is there and he's actually looked good the last two weeks, like he can take off and you know how Pete Carroll likes to operate, run the football, and if they can do this, like Walker can look yeah. awesome in the next couple of weeks for sure. Um reaction by the way to the Niners trade. This is from Mark on Twitter. The NFC looks weak right now. So pounce on the opportunity to win with the ni- the Niners. Tampa, Green Bay Soft, Philly untested, go all in now, he says. Philly might be untested, but they're still. I mean, they have tons of talent all across the entire board uh, with that team. Well, I wouldn't say that. Uh, they, I mean, they played the
5: Vikings and the Cowboys. Was that true? Yeah. They destroyed the Vikings. Yeah, his the, his uh, I know the Vikings okay. are five and one. Uh, you, I do agree with the first part. I mean, the Packers and Bucks have a ton of issues. Oh yeah. You're not yeah. afraid of those teams. I can tell you that. Yep. So they get this. They get healthy and figure out this offense and what they're going to do and all these weapons and I'm not. I wouldn't even have a problem if you want to spread out and throw. you can do that too. Oh, with I, I, with with Samuel and, and Kittle <laughs> and McCaffrey yes. and all that, you can do that. As route. So I'm interested to see what he does there, too. So, yes, I mean, it's... I would go Eagles and 49ers when healthy as the top power-rated teams. I'm not there with Dallas yet. they got a no, lot no, of no. issues on offense.
4: No, not yet. No, maybe they can get there, but, you know, it's... it's has got to come back, be fully healthy, get the offense going for sure. I, I mean, I certainly have the Niners ahead of Tampa Bay. I mean, right now... Tampa Bay is 9-1 at DraftKings to win the Super Bowl. San Francisco, 16-1. Yeah, when healthy, i take the Niners over the Vikings, too. i tell you that. Oh, yeah, come on. For sure. But this defense? Yes. They, they will harass Cousins. Absolutely. Uh, up next, updated series prices and Game 3 odds in both the AL and NL. Jensen Lewis is going to join us. MLB Network Radio. Does Musgrove seem too easy today for the Padres? We'll ask them that coming up. On Follow the Money, it's v the Sports Betting Network.
5: sports in full swing bet rivers online sports book your home for all the latest lines odds and boost whether it's football hockey basketball or baseball bet rivers as you covered join them every week for new promotions like the tuesday hockey first goal insurance the friday night football college bet and get and sunday football parlay insurance head to BetRivers.com or download the app today at bet rivers it's a whole new game jensen lewis joins us now to talk mlb playoffs mlb radio network and also Bally Sports. And let's start with this. I mean, what a kaleidoscope of emotions you had to go through. Take us through what happened. Can we find a hotel room? Are they going to play or <laughs> not going to play game five? Is it raining? What, what The fans are – no one's giving us information. <laughs> what was that like for you for about, uh, you know, six to 12 hours?
7: Uh, Pauly, something, something unlike I think I've ever seen or, or been through. And so, you know, we had people on the ground there that were saying – Hey, it never got above a drizzle. I mean, they could have played, you know, you would have been wet to start, but it, it didn't seem like there was anything that would have been so preposterous that you had to, to postpone it. And then it just seemed like things continued to uh, work in a way that, that was completely unscripted. Uh, you get back to your hotel, and I'm sorry, the, the team hotel's overbooked. We don't have any room for you. You guys know as well as anybody. New York City, there's there should be plenty of places, right? It's not... <laughs> The ability to, to, to help out, you know, not only the, the team, but also, you know, you've got family, you've got extended support staff that are there. It, I mean, trying to do this at 1130 at night, I mean, there's people that didn't get to bed until 3.30, 4 o'clock, and oh, by the way, turn around and play a 407 winner-take-all game in Yankee Stadium. So there are just a lot of things there that were amiss, shall I say. Uh, it did not add up for um, some competitive integrity to be level for both sides. Mm-hmm.
4: Very interesting, yes. Wally. Yes. So, okay, yeah. Astros take a 2 nothing <laughs> lead um, into game three going back to New York. Let's just, assume, for the sake of this segment, Jensen, let's assume the Astros get there. Uh, which team in the National League do you think would be a trick? I mean, we're talking about the five and the six seeds here in the Na- National League. There no Dodgers, no Mets. Padres, Phillies would be able to give the Astros a better series, you think?
7: Yeah, honestly, Mitch, I had the Padres in seven for the NLCS, and I, I think they're trending in the better direction as far as the length, not only of their rotation, but also their ability to create swing and miss capability in the back end of their bullpen. And we know that Josh Hader has been phenomenal now. Robert Juarez, uh, even giving up the home run he did uh, in game two, has still been really, really dominant. I just think from a standpoint of limiting the offensive opportunities to drive the ball out of the ballpark, and to know that you're going to get a a really good ballpark downgrade as far as the Houston offense having to go into Petco for what would end up being three games if indeed they could steal one in those first four. So to me, it just feels like San Diego from a pitching standpoint to offset what Houston could do offensively. I think San Diego gives Houston a bit more run for their money. Okay.
5: Okay. Does this series go back to New York or does Houston finish them off? Because this is a large sample now. The Yankees have done nothing the entire series, a season rather, against the Houston starters.
7: Uh my bias side, knowing that I won't get a hotel room in New York, apparently, uh, unless they want me to, uh, would would hope that the, the Yankees get swept. But I, I think they got to steal one here with Cole or with Cortez. Uh, I, I know that, that Garrett has been single-handedly the reason why the Yankees are, are in the, these postseason playoffs still. But, you know, it's fascinating to watch how Houston – just execute not only early game, but late game scenarios. And for Aaron judge to miss, you know, what would have been a go ahead home run. Boy, would that have changed the dynamic of the series in a big, big way would finally have kind of gotten that monkey off their back. But you guys see the numbers. I mean, it's just been a one-sided demolition and, and also fellas Houston came into this and they were very, very open about, we want to prove to not only New York, but to everyone else, it wasn't about trash cans. It wasn't about monitors, stealing signs. We're just that damn good, and we're going to go out and we're going to show it. And so far, they have.
4: Okay, so which starting pitcher will the Yankees actually get to? We're talking about McCullers in Game Three. Guy's been awesome, Mm -hmm. and uh, right now the Yankees are striking out like uh, you know a high school team. Yeah, yeah, thirty strikeouts.
7: (laughs) Yeah, to me, it it doesn't feel like they would be able to scratch anything out except early. You got to get to, as you guys know you got to get to those good starting pitchers very early in the game. So, to me, it almost feels like you need a blitzkrieg from the Yankee offense there. Yankee You need a Stanton two-run homer the opposite way or a Judge homer. Uh, if Bader's going to continue to lead off, you know, as, as Aaron Boone has kind of juggled that lineup searching for some offensive output, it would seem that they would need to get an early lead for Garrett Cole. If they do that, I think they can win game three. Man, guys, it just feels like they're climbing Mount Everest without an oxygen tank. It's it just mm. nothing they do ends up being something that gets them to the wing column.
5: All or nothing. You keep them in the ballpark, they're not going to do anything, as you know. And then 30 strikeouts, hitting 138 in the series. They handed him Valdez was awesome. He handed them both runs. How fluky was that? It's a comeback or a tapper by Stanton. He drops it, and he falls down. He throws it away. It was a triple bad <laughs> beat there. So they've done nothing here offensively. And one thing, though, too, what do you see out of Altuve now that he set the record, zero for twenty-three so far?
7: It, it just feels like he's in total swing mode, Paulie. Like he, it doesn't matter where you throw it, and and it, one of those where he's going to have to run into one. It feels like to be able to get himself mentally back to an even standpoint. Uh, trust me, as, a, as an opposing pitcher, when you see that, you almost never want to throw a strike because you just know he's trying. to so, so hard to be able to put a ball in play and, and find himself a hit or some extra bases. So, yeah, to me, it feels like uh, the, the Houston offense is just too deep. They've got a lot of ways to beat you, whether it be the small ball, whether they can hit the home run. And you're going to Yankee Stadium, where it'll be a ballpark upgrade for Yordan for Kyle Tucker. That short fortune right going to be very, very exciting for the middle of the Houston lineup.
4: Let's follow the money here on v The Sports Betting Network, Jensen Lewis, our guest, MLB Network Radio, also Bally Sports covers the Guardians and uh, baseball overall. Okay, so then what about today's game, game three, NLCS? I'm seeing Musgrove as low as $1.11, as high as twenty right now. A quick look at the screen. How do you want to attack this game today? Does Musgrove seem a little cheap to you?
7: Uh, absolutely. I think a first five is excellent, knowing that Ranger Suarez, uh, his command can really go on a whim. And um, not sure what his walk prop looks like today, but that would certainly be intriguing to look at the over, on ranger suarez total walk but to me the number that jumps out is is joe musgrove uh, on the over and, and the strikeout five and a half heck i think you can even play it at six you know the phillies have had over a 30 percent chase rate as far as the strike zone goes so to me the way that musgrove is throwing the ball right now feels like that's something that you can attack very early uh he might be able to get that just in the second time around that order but i think just overall knowing how san diego was able to even that series they've got a little bit of momentum And they certainly have the better starting pitcher in Musgrove over Suarez. So I think the first five makes total sense right here. I think overall, San Diego's got exactly what they need to be able to take the series lead and win game three.
4: I have it right now in front of me at DraftKings. I mean, you're going to have to pay a price. The Suarez walk prop is one and a half over is 205.
7: (laughs) Yeah, that's feeling like a same game parlay to me, guys. I want to avoid a little bit of the juice there. So, yeah, it just... Yeah, it's one of those things where we watched what he did against Atlanta, and you were thinking, God, at some point, that Braves got to be able to punch through here. So, yeah, I, to me, the stronger prop feels like the Musgrove over on the strikeout. But if you can swallow that juice with something else and, and maybe a same-game parlay, perhaps that's the way you go as far as.
4: By the way, total side note, has nothing to do with gambling, but as a guy who played in this league, covers it now, does a great job of doing so, do you like the idea that The Dodgers and Mets Braves are not here, and it's kind of like March Madness. We had the five and the six in the National League get here?
7: Yeah, as being a former player rep, you know, back at the Players Association, guys, when I played, you know, the competitive integrity of the regular season, because we play so many games, was such a big thing going into the CBA. Guys knew that the expanded playoffs were happening. That was dangled in front of us with COVID, having eight teams in on both sides. I would expect here as we move forward to the end of this CBA, you're going to look at uh, expansion to maybe another two teams to get to 32, and then you're going to find division realignment where you'll eventually have more teams. But I love it, guys. I mean, this is the beauty. I mean, if you go back to 2014, 2015, you remember when Kansas City yep. was down in the wild card game in the seventh inning at home, and then they end up coming back, on the run to the World Series. The Mets and the Royals, the one year they were not even you know, expected to, to get to the World Series with what they were. So, to me, fellas, I love it. I think it's great. I love that they went to a best three for the wild card round. And I think there might be some weeks moving forward, but as it stands, this is the great part. You've got to play well this time of year, and those teams that are here have certainly done that.
4: Man, great stuff as always. We love talking to you. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Lou 50 covers baseball for Bally's uh, Sports, and also MLB Network Radio. Jensen, enjoy the game today. Good luck this weekend.
7: Thanks, guys. Look forward to talking again soon.
4: Yep, so based on what he was saying, I was Thank able you. to bet Musgrove over five-and-a-half strikeouts, uh, which you can find everywhere, and I also bet uh, an alternate K-, uh, K prop for him, seven-plus strikeouts today at plus 180.
5: I like the Padres. And the yep. other thing is that yep. I, it's a big enough sample now. They just can't do anything against the Houston starters. Yep. Total fluke, those two runs. I can't believe that. That was like T-ball stuff, and he was great, but it's, a, it's Stanton taps the ball to him. He drops it, and then he falls down, and then he throws it away. That's their run. Now, I'm Judge almost went deep, but I, I don't think yep. it goes back I to I thought Houston. that was gone.
4: I thought he got it, I thought it was, I was convinced I it was gone. And
5: there's too many good good sticks in this lineup. You make one mistake. Severino yep. was good, yep.
4: but you make one mistake, they're going to take you deep, and that's going to be it, the difference. Watch what happens if they get to Cole early. Yeah, I know. Uh, I can see McCuller shutting him down. Up next, tease up, tease down, or pass. Plus, your contest life is on the line. Who are you surviving with this weekend?
3: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
5: This is Follow the Money on vSEN. vSEN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game. Get up there now, midseason offer. $99 through the Super Bowl. What a deal. 24-7 live shows, subscriber-only betting guides. Best bet in the game right now. World Cup 2. Oh, everything with Nigel. Can't wait. $99 through the Super Bowl. vcin.com slash subscribe. Do you know where you're at right now with a survivor pick for this week? Yeah. It's going to be uh, Miami or, or the Patriots, and it's I'm, it's probably going to be the Patriots. On Monday night, like a lot of people. So I'll tell you this, when I come in, when we come on the air Tuesday, if the Patriots lose, this thing will be under 100 if it, that happens.
4: Are you giving any thought to the idea that so many people are going to be on the Patriots yeah. that you're going to find a different avenue to go down? Our mutual friend who also was still alive is is thinking about that.
5: Yeah. About maybe, uh, like, uh, reminiscent of last Thanksgiving. Everyone was on Dallas. That's correct. And they lost to the Raiders, and it really... Screwed things up and wide open. But this is a whole different ballgame. Remember, as we've talked about, at this time last year, with 2,000 fewer entries, you were still at 2,200. We're under 400 now. But um, it's like it's I think over
4: 95% people that still have the Patriots available. So they'll be you a know, popular. It's Belichick against Field, so This is the exact opposite of what most people thought was going to happen this year. Remember, if we go back to March, I mean, how many people called it the best off season, because it's not even close, the off season that took place, and like the most anticipated season they can ever remember, because of how right. these teams loaded up across the board. Look at the AFC West, the, the the AFC, and, and in general. I mean, it was like good luck trying to find seven playoff teams, because it's going to be impossible. Well, yep. now it's actually, yep. it is difficult, but not the reasons why we thought. It's because we have like two really good, like strong elite teams. The Ravens, I want to say, are really good. I mean, they've. They've trailed for a total of like zero time whatsoever on the clock. Two it, minutes. That's it. It's two minutes. So, They've blown three second-half double-digit leads, I know. So I think the Ravens can but, be really good, but it's like, we, for, for well, other yeah people did not expe- expect this to happen, put it that way.
5: But just what we discussed earlier, that Carolina's so bad now that, and, and I said, many people said, and I agree with Ross Tucker, going in Atlanta may have had the worst roster. Yet You're probably going to take Atlanta and Survivor. You had been drug tested. You said that in August. But you also asked, uh, I I would like the Bengals at home against Atlanta. Already used them. And I wouldn't mind the Ravens at home against the Browns. Already used them. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I don't trust Staley. I can't do it. Chargers at home against the Seahawks. Maybe use the Chargers later on, but just hope to be in that position. So That's what I'm looking at. I, I have a lot of confidence that Miami will win Sunday night with Tua back now against Pittsburgh. You, you like Miami, huh? But it's probably it's going to be New England. It looks like good fun though. Well, I mean, look, that's week going to be, nine brutal,
4: tough. Yeah, week eight tough, week nine brutal. It's one of those things that we talk about all the time, right? Like we we've talked about this a lot throughout the entire show today. Like on the Panthers, after trading McCaffrey last night to the 49ers, bets that you can find maybe today because it happened so late last night. Bet yeah. if you can find Panthers under four and a half wins today, that needs to be a bet. Um, if you can find Panthers fewest wins in the league around two to one. We're finding people are finding it like around plus two twenty in that neighborhood today. That needs to be be a bet. And wow. by the way, like you, here's the thing: you need to be comfortable, even if that bet loses. You're making a good bet today. You're making like a plus EV bet because again, the Texans are not tanking. They they're they're actually not awful. They are in these games and they want to win and they have an old school coach in Lubby Smith. Um, and they're they they play teams tight. The the Panthers are evidently going in full tank mode already and that might have been the beginning of what we're going to see with this team so even if those bets lose like I, I I would put it this way I would love to be able to bet Panthers under four and a half wins right now I can't find it anywhere this morning in Las Vegas the other
5: angle is what happens with the 49ers it's the second occurrence now with the second time we're saying well this changes the future market in the NFC once when when Lance got hurt and now with this deal yeah and a tick down and more support with the 49ers the other thing When we went to bed last night, they were minus 250 to make the playoffs at a couple spots. See what – you know, What it's off the board at several places now what that number is to make the playoffs. I'm going to see if I can find a division bet right now in the 49ers. Yeah, with the – so, yeah, right. I mean, you have to like all the talent that they have. They're the 85 Bears on defense. This roster now, and you get a new toy. And, oh, yeah, Packers issues. Rams look awful. Tampa, plenty of issues. Yep. And I I know what the guy was – I mean, yeah, but – certainly you're not you're not going to be like oh my god we got to play the eagles in the playoffs they're not going to keep you up at night while well, they're a great story and they're probably going to be the one seed i mean imagine if the if the if the uh, 49ers play the cowboys in the playoffs again what the hell is that total <laughs> 36 This Dallas defense and they can't score
4: so i'm so, seeing uh, mm-hmm. the 49ers to win their division at draftkings minus 105 i don't see to make the playoffs up uh, right now but minus 105 to win that division, they are, I mean, without a doubt in my mind, the best team in that division. The Rams have some serious problems. And the and Niners I, already beat them. Yeah, and I and they've done well against that team. And yeah, yeah Shanahan's own McVay. The updated win total at DraftKings on the Niners, this is right to me. It's 10 over as minus 120. Yeah. Because they are, what, 3-3 three and three right now? So they can... They can afford four losses for a push there, but they can only have three more losses the entire way to get that win. Did the Mike Palm angle wait? If they lose Sunday, then bet them? Play the Chiefs? Yep. Then they go to the
5: Rams. Then they go to L.A., and 49er Nation will take over. They have a tough schedule. Uh,
4: I'm actually not afraid to bet them right now, and then if they lose, bet them again, because they can beat the Chiefs still. And I don't see, at some spots, I'm not seeing the Panthers updated. I mean, that will get adjusted today. That will. Um, it's absolutely not going to be four and a half once uh, books are going to reopen this number. It's just,
5: it can't be. They might uh, they might run through their schedule at the back end, though. Arizona and Mexico City, New Orleans and Miami at home, Tampa at Seattle, Washington, Raiders, Arizona. That's for the 49ers to okay. end the season.
4: How about some teasers this weekend in the NFL? Uh, not a lot of traditional two-team, six-point teasers to get involved in, but we'll, we will run down the list of... Uh, other games that people might be interested in teasing Colts plus eight and a half of the Titans. <sighs> I don't trust him. I don't I don't want it. No. I think I, I like the Titans in the game, but I'm pretty sure I'm okay with the Colts plus eight and a half on a teaser. Very excited for Frank Beef Wednesday. Very excited. I think he's
5: going to light us up. Yeah, he's very. Uh, that's, he's, I'm, he's ticked off at everyone teaser happy, which I, he's been saying for many years now. Sometimes you're better off with the money line, parlay, but Frank says people too much with the teasers. The other thing is. He helped out Mattress Mac with these bets. And to me, that's the other part of the story, is being on a betting network and what's going on with the playoffs. This guy stands to win $76 million yeah. if the Astros win the World Series, and he's going to have to get
4: through a five and a six seed, <laughs> the Dodgers out and the Mets out and the Braves out. Right. I mean, this guy's living right. Well, also, on teasers, though, he told us in a message that yeah. he was there when the book was being written. Stanford Wong when right, he was right, writing that book, and the, the teasers were such, such a big part of that book. I'll go through all of it. He was there, so I mean, Frank B is as sharp as it gets. But he said that uh, he wants to have a stroke, I believe, when we talk teasers. <laughs> okay, well then uh, it's time love, for love. us to get corrected a little bit here. Let's we'll go uh, feed the raccoons. Be- Bengals minus a half a point against the Falcons. Yes, like, like this one would drive him crazy yeah. because you're not teasing down through two key numbers, but you like yeah, it right. anyway. Yeah, Bengals win. Yeah, Cowboys minus one. Or pass against the Lions?
5: Yeah. that could be a little rusty, but uh, it's like Adam Chernoff said. It's
4: the cross, uh, go through all the boxes here with the golf checklist. Do you want to tease the commanders up plus uh, 7 and plus 10? You can get to 11 against the Packers. I'm okay with that.
5: Heineke, you're okay. It it might be an upgrade. I I don't have a problem. Yes. They should have put Howell in, but that's another discussion.
4: Uh, Let's see. Again, not not a lot of the traditional teasers here, but Dolphins minus one against the Steelers. Sounds like you're okay with that one. Yeah. Patriots minus two against the Bears yeah no doubt no doubt to me that's the best teaser leg of the entire weekend what would you do if they said Max playing when he's healthy would you just say take to me I, I play Zappy until he lose they lose oh. or he doesn't look good until he doesn't look good right I I would continue going to Zappy. the
5: kid can play then you got the big game on deck you, you go to New York to play the Jets that's enormous, it's that game.
4: suddenly though. a humongous yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. They both win again, yes. All right, here is your pro tip of the hour, available every hour for subscribers at vcin.com. Again, backing bad teams that play hard. Some people will tell you that uh, they're only going to bet dogs. I don't agree with that. you got to look at both sides of the board. But Houston, not good overall, but 3-1-1 one one ATS. They've been in every game. You can back bad teams with the spread in the NFL that's the pro tip of the hour we do one every hour on Vison across every show so that means at least 20 every day they're available for vson pro subscribers only at visson.com where you can sort them by sports and by show I mean I look at uh, my contest plays that I've had so far this year I have backed what you would consider ugly dogs a lot of the time my record is um 19 and 11 I believe in the super contest right now. I had my first losing week, but also last week oh, after yeah. my dog passed away, I put three seconds of thought into the, my picks sure, that I had to get you. in. Yeah. So it's no surprise that I had a bad week
5: last week. Yep. human Human's still doing a good job, too. Yep. Doing well. He got off to a blazing start. Yes. Yep.
4: Up next, uh, more NFL to get to for the weekend. Tom Brady is discussing the idea of retirement. Hear what he had to say coming up next on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.